for Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart, Luke 2.19. I want to thank our sponsor, Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted, Senior home care services in your loved one's home. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to bring you somebody really special today. Her name is Andrea Wilson. Andrea, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Kathy. I want to tell people just a little bit about you so that they understand how great it is that you're here. And then personal stories, and we'll just have a wonderful conversation. Okay, so you're going to be a little jealous when I tell you a little bit about Andrea. She is executive director of this amazing organization called PATH, People Attempting to Help. I'm going to get her to tell us a little bit of her story and the story of PATH here in just a minute. It began in East Texas in 1985, and she spent most of her career helping the most vulnerable people in our community, like at-risk kids in junior high, homeless and hungry people on the street, and those who walk through the doors of PATH every day because they don't know where else to go for help. So like I said, when you hear all that is happening at PATH, people attempting to help, you may be just a little jealous if you don't live in East Texas. So I want to give you, before we're done today, I'm going to get Andrea to give me some information about how to get more information if you want to do something like this in your own community, and I think you're going to want to. To give you just a little bit about uh, background about Andrea, she is a Texas A&M University graduate, which we forgive her for that. And yeah. she also, <laughs> yeah, I'm a Longhorn. She, we have big rivalries in Texas. And Stephen F. Austin, which I love that school too. I mean, I actually love all three of those schools that we just named. She's married to Jeff. She grew up in Tyler. They attend Grace Community Church. They have kids, and they are just amazing people. So, Andrea, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kathy. What a okay. great introduction. That's awesome. I don't know if I can live up to it. You, I don't have any doubt <laughs> that you are fixing to wow people. I know that about you, Andrea. Okay. You have so much to talk about. Honestly, I don't know where to begin. I love the story you told me recently about your mom. Do you mind if we start there? Like her, because a lot of the people that are listening, my friends, either their grandmothers or their mommies, some of them have, I say mommy because they have baby children at home and they're thinking about how they can influence the next generation. That's the women that we like to talk to. I got to tell you, sometimes men listen in too, which is always, we just laugh about it together because we think it's so funny. But the guys, if you're listening, you're so welcome to eavesdrop on the girls talking. We love it when you do that. Okay, so here's here's our people, Andrea, mommies and grandmothers like us, who want to give their children 
that kind of generous heart and they want to they want to prepare their children to be civically minded people who contribute to a healthy community and path does that every day you're the expert at it so talk to me a little bit about how your mother influenced you to be that kind of person sure kathy you know i i love to talk about path and the only thing i probably like to talk about more than path is my mom <laughs> who passed away three years ago and left an amazing legacy of helping others. And I grew up in a household where that was just what she did. I mean, she was the one who was taking food to someone who was sick. She was taking food when somebody had a baby, even when you didn't want her to help. And I didn't appreciate that as much as I wish I would have. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she always wanted to be helpful and instilled in me that that's just what you do. You you help folks who need a helping hand because you never know when that's going to be you. That's exactly right. It's a way of being grateful. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. And when I was, I graduated from high school in 85, which lets you all know how old I am, and went to TJC. <laughs> and that was, that was the time that PATH was just getting developed and forming. And my mom was a volunteer at the reception area and path mm. where it was at that time. Mm. And, you know, I can, it, it was a real formative time for me trying to decide what I wanted to do with my life mm-hmm. and hearing the stories that mom would come home and tell, because we did grow up with more opportunities than most people did. And so I really heard about folks who lived in poverty through the stories that mom would tell me. Yeah. Well, and your dad was a part of this, but I love the story you told about your mother <laughs> and her and her giving philosophy and your dad's your dad's yeah, contrasting I, philosophy. I love that. Please, please share a little well, bit about that. that. Yeah, I mean, at that time, my dad was working in Houston, and so he was home on the weekends and he would work during the week. And I, I suppose the way their, you know, 1950s marriage worked was that daddy paid the bills and mom took care of the household. And so I have this vivid memory of my dad sitting at the kitchen counter with a checkbook, you know, the good old days and paying bills and balancing the checkbook. And I don't know how many checks he came across that mom had written just to random people. (laughs) But he, he said to her, he said, now Alma, we make a, don- a monthly donation to PATH. I don't want you just passing checks out at that reception window. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was just the funniest thing because I had had similar conversations with my husband saying, what are all these gas charges on our debit cards? Why do you need so much gas? <laughs> so I thought I was being really secretive. And filling people's tanks up with oh. nobody being the wiser. Oh, that, that is so funny. Oh, that yeah. is so funny. You didn't. I could you didn't, you relate to that. You did not tell me that part of the story. That is hilarious. <laughs> the sneaky ways we find to be generous. That is so yeah. funny. That could be its yeah, own I episode. It, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it could. That's a great idea. <laughs> you know, so I know that mom... Um, Mom was not a generous person and by spoiling us, but she was so generous in the care that she gave to other people. And I know that that influenced my desire to get involved, whether that was, you know, way back at the beginning when I was an educator and I was drawn to those kiddos that fell through the cracks. 
and you know it, it just led to to where I am now, one thing or another. And I remember as I was raising my own children, always seeking ways that they could get involved. And sometimes it's really hard to find a way that a young person, you know, eight, ten years old, when they're really in those formative years, yeah, can get involved in giving back. You know, yeah. and so I'm so impressed by lots of things that I see on social media or moms that come to us and their child has had a birthday party and they collected fans instead of presents. And and so I see lots of creative ways that probably the moms that are listening to your show have of teaching their kids how to give back. But it's those things that you do every single day and you think that they're not paying attention to you. Yeah. But they are paying attention to you. Well, I love it that your mom and your dad, you know, he was so careful in his stewardship and she was so generous <laughs> and spontaneous and wanting to help people. I, I have a couple of thoughts about that. One is we we're reclaiming those words liberal and conservative. My daughter and I, Anna and I, sp- speaking of generous people, she's so amazing. Um, and somewhere here, I think I have them right here. I have our definition of liberal, which is lifelong learning about the generosity of sharing oneself and then so that's your mother and then uh, the def our definition of conservative stewarding resources wisely to have something wonderful to share so that's your dad i mean both both absolutely both perspectives are necessary and we should not throw those two words those two beautiful words away just because they've been politicized but Instead, we need to know that being a true liberal is sharing yourself and being a true conservative is being careful so you have something to share. And I love that that your parents epitomize that, Andrea. That's so dear to me. And then I have one more quote. I love to quote. It's almost embarrassing. This is so bold of me to quote myself and then to quote Mother Teresa. (laughs) (laughs) But hers is better. So here's her quote. We think sometimes that poverty is only being hungry, naked and homeless. The poverty of being unwanted, unloved, and uncared for is the greatest poverty. We must start in our own homes to remedy this kind of poverty. Mother Teresa, we have about two minutes to the break. Um, When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more. Like, I want to talk to you because I think you're so wise in this. I want to, well, for sure, I need you to tell us what PATH is doing and what's happening there, and also how to get away from the judginess on both sides of these discussions people are having now about homelessness, for instance. So those we have a lot to talk about. If you're listening in, this is this is Kathy Craffy, and I'm talking to Andrea Wilson, who is the CEO of PATH, People Attempting to Help, here in East Texas. And if you want any of the information about her, you can easily find that on our website, because I'm going to put that all in a blog at Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. I don't want you to have a wreck or fall off your recumbent bike. So don't forget, you can find all that there. And and we have great books out and lots of resources on our website. You can find those. Andrea, I have one minute. Do you want to say anything or you want me just to go straight to the break? I'll let you go straight to the break, Kathy. (laughs) I'm great at talking. (laughs) (laughs) I know they laugh at me. So I'm actually not very good at going into these blurb. They call them the blurb and they have names for this and I'm not that great at it. But what I want you to know is we have a couple of great books out, and we're so proud of them. They were hard work. My publishers really stood with me and helped me create something that I'm very proud of. One book is called um, 
The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations. And the other book is called Marriage Conversations from Coexisting to Cherished. We always talk about cherishing other people on this show. And, and that's one reason I was really excited to get Andrea on the show. So I want you to stay with us. We're going to keep talking truth with a Texas twang. And you got two Texas girls, East Texas girls, talking about community. Stay with us. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. You ought to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Want to move from coexisting to cherished? From isolated to influential? Hi, this is Kathy. Just for you, we have two books out now devoted to creating better conversations. Life-changing conversational adventures. Marriage Conversations from Coexisting to Cherished is 20 chapters packed with easy, practical ideas This is the book I wrote for my kids. It's brimming over with personal stories and stuff I learned the hard way. Then the well, the art of drawing out authentic conversations, explores over 40 different ways Jesus launched the woman at the well from lonely to leadership. You can find our books with our wonderful publishers, Cross River Media and Elk Lake Publishers, at local bookstores or at Amazon.com. Buy two, one to read out loud to your hubby and one to share with a friend. Order yours today and have your own conversational adventures tonight. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home, where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey there, this is Kathy Craffy, and I'm talking to Andrea Wilson, the CEO of PATH, People Attempting to Help. And we've been talking about how you can, like her parents, your parents, Andrea, they were so cute the way your mom was so generous and spontaneous. And then your dad was so responsible and such a good steward. So they (laughs) would actually have something to share, you know. I love that uh, combination of those two beautiful souls and together in marriage doing what is so good and demonstrating that for you and your, your siblings and then just becoming like, you know, you've grown up to be this wonderful person who is such a leader in our community. So now I have another question for you. Um, Since we're talking about how people in churches, Christian people, responsible parents can kind of influence their children to be caring adults. Here's one of my pet peeves that, and I think we all do this a little bit. I'm just going to confess it beginning there. 
we tend to get a little judgy about this topic, like especially when homelessness comes up. And so I hear people say things like, oh, poor people deserve to be poor. They just should get a job. And then I hear other people say, well, you know, if you were more caring, you would help more. And then we wouldn't have all these problems and there wouldn't be homelessness. And I hear both of those and they hurt my ears and they hurt my heart. And I'm not even sure what I'm reacting to, but I, I know this is a daily process for you of helping people who have hit hard times. So tell me a little bit about what you've learned and how that feels to you. Sure, Kathy. I've, I've learned a lot of lessons over the last 10 years in helping folks who live in poverty. And it was not my experience growing up. So I had to learn on the job, right? Right. And I, I had a, a conversation with a gentleman really early when I was working at another organization. I was a caseworker. And I helped folks who were just about to have their electricity disconnected. Mm. And so I would sit down and visit with them and, and learn about what led them to need to ask for help. And, you know, I'm embarrassed to say that I, I was not the greatest caseworker when I first got started. You know, I went to make sure that I had all the paperwork right. And I got it all mm. correct in the computer. And I, you know, didn't spend too much or too little or whatever. I, I was making sure that I was dotting my eyes and crossing my teeth. And I yeah, have this I'm, I'm going to say that might, that might be your dad's side coming out. <laughs> it probably is. My daddy was an engineer and he was very precise about everything. And so yeah. probably I've got, I've got a little bit of both of them in me. That's yeah. for sure. And, and so while I'm, I'm busy doing this, I have this gentleman in my office. This was with my dad. He was probably the same age as my dad at the time. And he'd come in and he was, he was asking for utility assistance and I was getting things entered into the computer and I probably wasn't making eye contact with him in the way that I should have been. Yeah. And he said, ma'am, and he tapped on my desk and I looked at him and he said, have you ever sat on the other side of this desk before? Oh. And I tell you what, Kathy, that got me in the gut <laughs> because wow. I hadn't. And so I told him, I said, no, sir, I haven't. And he said, well, let me tell you a little bit about that. And he told me his struggles and how hard it was for him to make ends meet on his $863 Social Security check that he received. Hmm. And I tell you, I learned more from that man. (laughs) And he did more for me than I ever could have done for him. And so I really do trace back a lot of my beliefs that if we can just slow down long enough to have a conversation and see ourselves in someone else's shoes, then we'll really learn that we're not that much different. We had different opportunities, but at the end of the day, that mom who has come to us for pantry or utilities Mm -hmm. or rent, she wants the exact same thing that I want. She wants to take care of her children and raise them so they're good, productive citizens. And that's exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. And so organizations like PATH exist to help with that. We're not mm-hmm. doing it for her. She's the one doing all the work, right? Right. We're just giving her a chance. We're standing in the gap for her until she gets to a better place. She lives in a crisis. People right. who live in poverty live in crisis. And so, I mean, back to what you asked about judgmental and 
yes. you know, all of those things. And I really just think that it's a matter of us putting ourselves in someone else's shoes for a minute. Yeah. And really wanting to try to understand them, because I think that's the only time that we can really begin to help someone is if we truly come from a place of understanding. Yeah, I think there's there's such a a tendency to use guilt and fear. I mean, we just hear it and see it all around us now in our media and everything. And then there's this. So there's this tendency to take on guilty feelings that are just I call it faux guilt it's just like fake so I don't know I don't know if you have some experience in you know when you have people that come and they want to volunteer helping people understand the difference between being truly generous of heart and grateful for all that they have versus feeling guilty about it so do you have any thoughts about that I think that's a pretty serious question like how do we put aside false guilt yeah that's that's a lot to unpack in one question I think that yeah um I think we all volunteer and do things for for different reasons and it's really um a learning process for folks yeah that um the the desire to help comes from a really good place yeah. And, you know, the motivation to continue helping when it gets hard is mm. really what makes the difference because it's really, and I don't mean to discount anyone's level of an ability to help, but there are lots of organizations who are overwhelmed with volunteer help to serve a Thanksgiving or Christmas meal. Right. But that same meal that they're serving in March or April, they're begging people to volunteer and help. Yes. And so I think it's really considering, are you volunteering to help you or are you volunteering to help someone else? Exactly. Wow, that is really well put. I mean, that comes back to my whole idea of what it means to be a real liberal in that we're sharing ourselves. We're not, yeah. I mean, there are many ministries in East Texas that I really love, agencies and ministries, Nonprofits do a great job of accountability because the volunteer and the client and the donor, they all work together and they're all on the same playing field, like all equals on the same team. And I love that when I see it. I really see that at PATH. We're going to talk. I don't want to take too much time on this episode because I really want people to have more about your heart and your story. But we are I want people listening to know if you if you found this episode first, we're going to do another one. And we're going to talk a lot about the nuts and bolts of how PATH looks on a day to day basis and how you could even start something similar in your own community if you don't have that. So Andrea is a great resource. You're going to want to contact her and you can find all her contact information and how to get a hold of PATH online or on my website. So just remember that. Andrea, uh, we'll have a few minutes and then we'll have to close off this episode. Tell me what's one of the most, um, I I love the story about the gentleman who taught you what you needed to know about Mm -hmm. being on the other side of the table. That was genius. I mean, what what a brave and smart and wise soul he had to understand your need in that moment. Absolutely. But um, so what are, tell me another story. Like what's one of your favorite people that you ever left with at the path or uh, best, best change you ever saw? 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> so many. There's so many. How long do we have? Not much. You know, we don't I, have enough I know, time. I, I know. I've talked a lot about Westminster Island, but those are the things that really have been so impactful to me to help me build where we are now, you know, with the staff and really creating that culture within the organization of understanding what it really means to help. You know, I had, I had a lady one time come in and I, I, at the, at the time I was also working as a caseworker downstairs, you know, we've with just a staff of 14 folks that passed, if we don't have the flexibility for, you know, you only to wear one hat, (laughs) Right, right, right. You'll see lots of us doing lots of different things. This lady's name was Janice, and she had come in because she needed some rent assistance. But when Janice sat down, she looked at me, and she said, can I pray for you before we get started? And I, I lost it, you know? And so over the last six or seven years, I still see Janice every now and then, and she taught me. Again, you know, we learn more from the people that we serve, right? Right. That they gain from us, I think. And and Janice taught me you know, the, the power of prayer and how very important it is, regardless of what your need is. While my need wow. was not as great as Janice's was, she was about to get evicted from her home. Wow. I was, you know, just learning about my mom's illness and was dealing uh, with that, right? Oh, my goodness. And so Janice... God sent Jan. I, I truly believe that he sent her the connection to somebody. And, mm. and so she has continued to be my prayer partner over the mm. years, back and forth with one another. And so that was a precious lesson for me. And it's, you know, it all, if you, if you put all those things together, the lessons I've learned, it comes back to slowing down, making eye contact with folks and seeing yourself in them and learning that we're not that different from one another. And it's all about relationships. Building a relationship with someone is the only way to help bridge our gaps. I really think relationships are the accountability in the mix. And that's why sometimes uh, writing a check just doesn't cut it. You you really have to get involved in some way that, um, that is giving of yourself, not, and I, and I never, believe me, I am grateful for any kind of donations people make to all these beautiful nonprofits in East Texas. I never discount that because I know people work hard for that money. But, um, but I also know the accountability is in the relationships that are built. So I love it that you signed off with for this episode of as people get to know you better Andrea we have one minute left so I'm going to close but I want to remind anybody listening in you can find out a lot more about PATH people attempting to help where Andrea Wilson is the CEO you can find that on kathycraffy.com k-r-a-f is in Frank v is in Victor e is in Edward or just go to PATH is it give us your call is it PATH or people attempting it, it to help PATH helps PATH helps pathhelps.org to find them directly on google that's a great way to do it and don't forget about our books the well and marriage conversations don't forget to find us on kathycraffy.com where we speak truth with a texas twang Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh,